Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Doot doot. <laughs> Opening... <laughs> Open it in a can of water. Oh, I just filled up a bottle. Oh, all right, Mister Fancy. Yeah, bottle. no, and I've got a, I've got a can of Diet Pepsi too, so I could I could record for Jesus. at least thirty minutes. At least, at least, I'm good to go. At least, mm-hmm. God damn! Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched John Carpenter's Lockout. John Besson's Lockout. <laughs> It's the world's most secure prison. It holds the planet's deadliest criminals. It's impenetrable because it's not on Earth. Okay, so it's, what is it, Thursday? Feels like Thursday. Mm -hmm. It is a Thursday. Uh, That means it's from one of our Patreon producers. Thank you to Joshua Graves. Uh, for giving us a list to choose from, mm-hmm. this is what we picked. Uh, could I mean, could have picked something that like a scumbag didn't make. I'm saying that to myself because I picked it, or I was the one who was like, "Oh, yeah. I haven't seen Lockout." Yeah, he's what does he have? A story by credit, and he's a producer. He has okay. I wrote it down based on an original idea by <laughs> Luke Besson. That's original what he's I- credited on. That is the funniest fucking thing I've That's ever heard. That's so funny that I kind of Be- had this, I've kind of had this like stigma against this movie in my mind for years because of its association with Luke Besson, but it's, that's, that the fact that that is the extent of his association is incredible. Well, it's also story, he gets a story by credit. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. But it's very funny to me because the original idea is, it's Escape hey, from New York. Stole escape <laughs> yeah, from what New if we York did Escape from New York in space? Yeah. To the point that this movie has five writing credits, two of them are the writers for Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. Yes. Because John Carpenter uh, sued, or his company sued, I don't know who. Yeah, it was a, a uh, French court found yeah. uh, found them guilty of plagiarizing from Carpenter and his friends. Because <laughs> so, they did. Because they did. It's Escape from New York. It's wild because they probably didn't mean to. No, uh, I think, and we'll talk I about this. Just, oh, go ahead. No, I just because you wouldn't. You it's like plagiarizing Jurassic Park. Like you wouldn't do that because everybody would be like, "Uh, that's Escape from New York in L.A." Mm-hmm. They clearly just like hadn't watched those movies for a while or something. Or, or, or Luc is just like such a fucking narcissist that he's yeah, just like. Or maybe. Well, I mean, there were a lot of people. Like there were. There's. It's a two directors. Uh, I don't know. It's. I feel like they maybe either didn't. They either just didn't realize how many of their story beats were the same, or yeah, it was a hubris thing. But also, like part of the yeah. part of the point of this movie is is deconstructing eighties action heroes. Is that what this is about? A little bit. We'll talk about it. Okay, because you you dropped something in the text exchange, which was I've seen this a lot of times. Mm-hmm. That surprised me. I yeah. maybe have seen this once before. Oh wow! Okay, and it is it is so. Uh, packed 
with things that were in other movies. Yes. Just cliches. Yeah. But it didn't seem like a parody. It just seemed like they took it all. That's uh, that's mostly it's like a very very fine line and obviously they went over it because they got sued for plagiarism. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they weren't protected by like parody laws, but like it's not that obvious and it only occurred to me after having seen it more than once. Like I've seen this movie maybe 5 or 6 times. Right. Um I it's Guy Pierce's character specifically is an 80s action hero, and he says and does things that other people are constantly commenting on. Like, they're like, nobody does that anymore. And yeah. he's, he's just, he is just that guy. He is, <laughs> every behaving. line he says yeah. is, I have to be the funny guy, the funny tough guy. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think it was done as a parody because nothing in the movie, uh, indicates that no it's just no a straight I up movie yeah i wouldn't call it a parody i think i i use the word deconstruction Something behind me just crashed nice yeah i'm not gonna look i'm like not what gonna kind of crash out. like what kind of like glass I breaking i heard a, like I stone heard a cold? yelp and a bunch of things not like stone cold a bunch of things clatter uh-huh. i'm not turning around i'm not checking okay all right go on um i think it's more that the idea behind Guy Pierce's character is to be a deconstruction of 80s action heroes. I don't think it was their intention to make a parody. Uh, because, right. yeah, nobody, everybody else is taking this very seriously. Yeah. Yeah, they sure are. Uh-huh. Uh, do we need to talk about the plot of this? This is about the worst prison idea ever. It's a space prison. Uh, that can be taken over in a matter of minutes. Can be taken over by one guy. One guy with a gun mm-hmm. in a matter of minutes mm-hmm. uh, that if not like if no one is in charge of is designed to crash into the earth like a meteor. Uh, and so it is the worst design. Mm-hmm. I've got ever. I've got one note just immediately <laughs> What <laughs> on this. The, des- what, what, what? the design of this prison. Maybe yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. it shouldn't be. Maybe it shouldn't crash into earth. Here, okay, all right, <laughs> maybe yeah. that shouldn't be well, a thing it all can right, do. Note number one. Note number one <laughs> doesn't need to be in space. No, it could be in the sea. Yeah, if you're you building that. a space station. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lot of money that to be putting. A lot of money and resources, man. Yeah. Uh, so that that's that's the first problem. And it's clear, like from the condition of the prison itself and the prisoners, and the fact that like. Maggie Grace, who plays the president's daughter, goes there specifically to investigate, like, there's claims that, like, being in stasis for a long time, they put all their prisoners in stasis, like in Demolition Man, yeah. uh, causes dementia, uh, and we see that it does. Uh, so, so we see that clearly not any advancements really at all have been made in, in terms of prison reform. No, not at all. So it's like and prison security. Yeah. So we're still just throwing, you know, billions of dollars away on more sophisticated ways to uh keep the same shitty broken system going. So that's good. Yeah. They do this thing where they the president's daughter is visiting to talk to a prisoner to make sure like this company is treating the prisoners well, yada yada. Mm-hmm. And she gets in the elevator with one of the guys and he says to her, he's like, Look, we're putting on a show, all right? You'll talk to a couple prisoners. You'll get some scary stories to tell to your friends. So uh, you'll sign off on this place. So they just, uh, from what I can tell, they just randomly pick a prisoner. Right. And he's the worst guy. Right. Like if that, that's, if that was the case, if they were like, 
if you, they were you if they were the nicest prisoner right if they were really trotting out like their money beats <laughs> like why would you bring the craziest dude there yeah they he, bring out this crazy he, motherfucker they put him in a situation where all it takes is one gun yeah. To completely, like, you'd think they'd be really careful, extra careful. Right. He's it's like the president's daughter. He's like cartoonishly deranged, too. He's yeah. like, he's like the Yosemite Sam of prisoners. Yes. Uh, and then it felt like a cliche, although I couldn't remember a movie this had necessarily been from that the villain's unhinged brother. That feels like I've seen it a lot. Maybe. There's a, there's uh, a little bit. Uh, you know, you get a little bit of that in Die Hard. Um, yeah, there's always the loose cannon henchman. I don't. Uh, it yeah, feels like, it's not... or the one who's like kind of vying for control. I don't right, know. It, right, right. It it's felt not... very cliched, but there wasn't. Uh, and their their fate is very uncliché. I will give it that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it's... thought I thought it was going to be like hero kills the brother, and then he has to fight the boss. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not that at all. No, no, I don't think the brother thing specifically is a trope, but. Yeah. definitely that relationship where there's like one of the bad guys is like rational and calm and like almost likable and then he's got another like just deranged the, loose yeah. cannon yeah yeah and it's like kind of yeah that i feel like there's a lot of you killed my brother cliches which this doesn't do Mm-mm. but i thought it was setting up uh yeah, instead it, actually, it just doesn't have a fight with the bad guy no the brother one of the brothers stabs the other and then our hero just like punches the guy and leaves and it was like huh like it it does kind of air and again it's the, you know it, it got busted for ripping off escape from new york and that yeah. movie and like die hard it's less about him he's like trying to avoid fighting in those, right, in those movies i would say the problem with this movie is that so it automatically makes you think of better movies mm-hmm. and then it like really doesn't hold up to those movies where it's like, it's not even that bloody. Like this isn't that gory of a movie. No, they didn't have much of a budget at all. No. And so it's like, why are you even making this? Uh, it's just like, uh, they must've really forgot that escape from New York existed because mm-hmm. that's the only reason is if you're like, man, what a great idea. Well, for a That's while... That's the only reason to make this. Yeah, for a while, uh, as I mentioned, I've seen this movie uh, a couple of times, and we haven't even really uh, made this uh, statement yet of whether or not we actually liked the movie. Um, oh, yeah. I enjoyed this movie uh, a lot for a while, uh, and I just never made the connection to Escape from New York, and then its, oh. it's charm has... Gr- greatly diminished for me uh <laughs> since i i think you told me about it first uh since learning know. about that and then making that connection in my mind i was like oh shit this is just escape from new york <laughs> yeah for me it was yeah this movie was extremely underwhelming uh because it's just there's nothing unique to it uh not when really you take that away when mm-hmm. you realize it's just escape from new york it's not only that it's that minus the charisma Minus, like, the violence, minus the cleverness. There's not uh, really that... Uh, in, in fairness, there's not that much blood or gore in Escape from New York either. No. Also, minus the simplicity. They have to do this... They, they put too many fucking... Like, we're talking about this prison, right? And the escape that has to happen. The fact that they have to take over. Mm-hmm. That has to be dumb. And it is. It, it happens because a Secret Service agent brings his firearm in. Yeah. Gets fucking pickpocketed. Mm-hmm. And then this single guy with a firearm somehow takes over the entire prison and gets into the control room 
in like a minute. And it's and you compare that with Escape from New York, where they're just like her plane or the president's plane crashes, mm-hmm. bam, done. Yeah, there's a whole you know? there's a whole other plot about like a dude selling yeah, selling suitcase. government secrets, and they have to track down the suitcase. And Guy Pierce has been like wrongfully accused of murdering this dude, so he's being forced to rescue the president's daughter and try to clear his name at the same time. Right. It's there's it's way too busy in in yeah. that way they for do this sure. whole they could just why not make him a prisoner mm-hmm. already there like that just make him a prisoner already there he he actually causes this whole movie to happen did you notice that because he, he he does uh, yeah he does mm-hmm. yeah he so what happens is they send a negotiator which was also weird onto the onto the station to negotiate to be like give us a hostage and they know the president's daughter is on there they know the bad guys don't know she's the president's daughter yes they also know she's been injured so they have the hostage negotiator negotiator be like you know give it give us one uh civilian i don't know an injured woman or something like that yeah it's a st- knowing that it's, it's a, the president's daughter yeah yeah so they go to bring her to the negotiator Meanwhile, our guy Pierce is sneaking onto the ship via the same ship that the hostage negotiator came on. And um, and so then the brother is like, no, anybody but her, don't send her because he's like, he's all creepy for her. So he shoots another woman and is like, there, she's injured, but he kills her. She dies. Mm hmm. And then they spot Guy Pierce coming on and they're like, hey, boss, someone's trying to get on. So if he wasn't spotted, this like expert, our main character who gets spotted immediately, like in the first 30 seconds that he's here, mm-hmm. uh, if he wasn't spotted, they would have probably put the president's daughter with the negotiator yeah, and he would have left. That's what was about to happen. But if you remember, yeah. uh, um, Saul from Snatch uh, tells Guy Pierce to go. Uh, yes. after the after the deranged brother shoots the it's other lady technically Saul's fault but it's still like well and then we learn later that he's bad right but still so. guy pierce do a better job yeah be sneakier but also it's hard be to sneakier. be sneaky when you're in a fucking in space. space suit yeah there's something very space. funny about that not a lot of trees to hide behind yeah he's space. just a turd floating towards yeah, the yeah uh... you can't do anything <laughs> it's just, just funny like... how that's what does it because it's yeah. like oh so the hero, it's the hero's fault. If he didn't, if they didn't send him, it all would have been fine. Uh, they could have sent the negotiator first. Tried that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um. It's, I, it's, I I get it. It's I think it's minor. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. It just in my mind it associates the hero with failure. Yeah. Where it's just like oh so he's he's the problem. <laughs> uh, yeah. So just start him on the ship as a prisoner. That might and have been they, interesting. They, yeah. Yeah, and like be like those. So, what did this guy do? Like, he's like really and like an extra, extra prisoner. Mm-hmm. He's an extra prisoner. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like, oh, he fucked with the government, you know. And I mean, but th- here's the problem: is if you do that, you're just making more Escape from New York. That's that's a well, real issue. Well, is like, yeah, or you're like making Con Air. Con Air, like, yeah. You're make it's derivative of a, a a lot of things. It's, it's just, a derivative movie. To fix this movie, I want it to be just other movies that exist. Yeah, I this is a I still like this idea, and I think that's something you could do, where you you well, you you make a movie that's just a straightforward action movie, 
but you you cast the hero as uh explicitly an 80s action guy and everybody's aware of it but him mm-hmm. the that's not a bad idea right. for a movie that's not a bad idea but they also but peop, other people turn into those cliches yes when he yeah. when he teams up with the president's daughter she speak, somehow like becomes more uptight like yeah their relationship is strange I the, it's, <laughs> it's very it's very forced there's yeah. so much banter the ending shot of them walking off and the banter won't stop mm-hmm. and it was like oh god please just fade out movie because mm-hmm. they, they just have so much like like oh we don't like each other but we actually like each other mm-hmm. the part where she's like you can't smoke in here it's like why would she even say that right now to him it's because he like of the- lights up a cigarette on the prison yeah it's part of he gets a lot of characters yell at him where they're like, nobody smokes anymore. It's part of that yeah. idea. I think it's just, it's not executed. Well, no, it's not, not for her, her in no, that def- moment, because she yeah. seems more laid back and then she gets like really uptight. Yeah. That's that. Like her character has always been like, watch the, the handful of times that I've watched this movie, her character's always been kind of like a spot and it's hard. It's legitimately hard to tell if it's, the actress or the or the character uh, itself uh, because neither the character neither is doing a great job yeah but, but stuff like it's cringeworthy yeah like he goes to dye her hair so she doesn't get attacked by the prisoners and she's like ew what are you doing like she's like a fe- she like doesn't want him to do it it's stuff like that where she's just like oh that's gross and it's like it's beyond the logic mm-hmm. of a human being yeah and that's what really bugs me is when she's like, yeah. like really stuck up and like, she's the president's daughter. So sure. If you established that better, uh, but they didn't No, They're trying to do both. Like they do a lot to establish like that. She's, uh, independent. She's not really pampered. She cares about things like she, right. she has, she has a, beliefs that are, uh, good, you know, uh, and, and, and important and valuable. Um, but they also want to have her be kind of like a fussy princess sometimes, but only like yeah. only like sometimes. It's very only strange. Sometimes. And so you could you could go one or the other. For example, that conversation the guy says, "Look, this is all for show." Have her say it to him. Mm-hmm. Have her be the stuck up who's like, "Look, I don't want to be here. This is for PR." Then if, you you got if your that's stuck what you up. Wanted, yeah, yeah, or yeah, or you make her. It's it's shit like that where it felt like they're like she's got to be tough. But also she's got to be this and she's got to be this. And like they just wanted her to be whatever they needed her to be Mm -hmm. in the scene. Yep. That to the point that she. Yeah. She teleports in this movie. Oh, I'm sure it's it's never it's never really clear how big the prison is. No, I just mean when she gets on the escape pod. There's no way she got off that (laughs) fucking escape pod. Yeah, that's impossible for her to get off that thing. It like they show it like close in on her. Mm hmm. And then she's just behind him. And I was like, ah, like I knew she, of course she was going to do that because yeah. there wouldn't be any more movie. But it was like, where the fuck did she come from? I don't know, man. You can fucking phase through solid matter. Yeah. She's an X-Man. She's an X-Man. Um, <coughs> yeah. I, it, man. Yeah. I'll so, say the, what? my, my enjoyment of this film um, all came from Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce is all right. He is doing a good job at what he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know if they're self-aware. Um, if they were more self-aware, I feel like other characters wouldn't be saying stupid shit 
too. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think the whole movie was meant to be self-aware. Uh, it's, I think they got a good idea, had a weird follow-through, so now it's like this jumbled mix of tones and yeah and realities it's yeah (laughs) he keeps he says so many lines he is constantly Uh, speaking yeah he just they it felt like they wanted him to just um like it felt like there was a producer note or something that was just like you got to you got to have him funny he's got to be funny like it really it's hard to imagine that they didn't know they were copying john carpenter or or die hard because yeah he's saying stuff they'll tell him to do something you go yeah i'll put it on the to-do list and it's like that's not even really a joke i mean i guess it is yeah uh it's it's so so many fucking lines yeah uh he, const- he speaks constantly he ne- yeah he never stops yeah to the, like it feels like it would be it would almost be funny if he ended up being not helpful and like died right, pretty, yeah. like halfway through he just has like the facade of one of these heroes uh, and then yeah. he just dies immediately like an idiot i mean that's <laughs> that's a joke we've seen a lot too but yeah yeah it would have to be like he just become like she would have to take care of him or something mm-hmm. um it's just yeah my my big note is just like it's not good enough i get i get where you could get enjoyment from it mm-hmm um from that starting premise that he's like yeah it well it it just came just from a a plain just level of charm for me the first time i saw it much in the same way that like escape from new york comes across because it's like oh it's like this it's like this quaint little movie that that doesn't have much money but it's got some big ideas and it's it's got a a a charming uh uh lead actor and um yeah I, i i think a lot of my uh, enjoyment of this movie is really colored by the fact that I didn't realize it was just a ripoff of Escape from New York. Right. The most original thing I think it does is actually done because there's too much plot, which is the brother thing. Mm -hmm. Because there's the whole, this, uh, again, we were talking about it. This, This begins with a, he's like in this action sequence. Also, the action is not filmed well. It's like too cool. not particularly. Yeah, they have him on the motorcycle at the beginning, and like the camera's like locked on the motorcycle, and it's trying to be really cool, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel good action wise. Um, and so it's yeah. about he he gives this guy a suitcase on a train station, um, gets arrested, has to find the guy in the prison, and then uh, of course the guy exists only long enough to give them a clue to where it is mm-hmm. to say locker yeah he's got like he's got he's got to do the don't say a word thing <laughs> yeah he, he just repeats the combination and it sounds like gibberish but it's not and it's it's all this okay do you think the way it was written is they kept adding stuff because they probably were like well like they he's has dementia because the prisoners or the guards gave him it through the experiments or whatever and that's the only reason that's really in this movie. Like, she doesn't take the prison down Well, for being evil. <laughs> the prison goes down. Yeah, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. like the corporation. It's yeah. presumed that she does. But it's added. It's another. There's like several plots. I, there's yeah, prisoner I, escape, mm-hmm. rescue. There's what's in the suitcase that he, you know, he's being framed for a murder. Yeah. 
uh, where is this special chip? And then there's, she's here to inspect the prison, mm-hmm. who might be treating prisoners badly. And that one doesn't really get resolved. The prison just explodes. Yeah, it super does. Um, yeah. I don't know. It feels like maybe, like maybe all of these, uh, a lot of these different plots were added to create more character moments to get around the fact that they don't have a very big budget. Right. So it's they could keep cutting back to X and Y characters having a conversation in this one location that we've established. So that's like the two yeah. brothers and that's like the people like Peter Stormare and, and Saul from Snatch back on Peter Stormare. Hell yeah, Peter Stormare. <laughs> Torturing guy Pierce. Yep. Um I guess what I was getting to is the brothers, so you think it's gonna be like final boss battle. Mm-hmm. Uh and instead one of the brothers just kills the other. Mm-hmm. And then Guy Pierce punches out, like, she, he's going to attack the president's daughter, and Guy Pierce shows up and punches him out and leaves. And it's, like, really anticlimactic, and it's because they have to conclude all the fucking suitcase shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Jesus, too much plot. But it, it was my favorite part, which was just, like, yeah, the criminal self-destruct. Yeah, it's a good idea. It yeah. It's a good instinct. It is a good idea. Yeah. And they should, like... I would have made it more like about the criminal self-destruct and then they have to get off of the mm-hmm. ship and that takes up the rest of the movie. Right, like it, instead, it would have almost been better if they never even interacted with him after that. Right. You really don't need the suitcase subplot. No. It really didn't need to be nope. in this. Nope. It causes some of the dumbest parts where like the president's daughter keeps just like giving the slip to the secret service. Yeah, you guys are terrible. That secret service in this are god awful. Yeah, again, it's the Con Air thing where a lot of it happens because one of these dumb fucks brings his gun into a prison. Right. What because are you doing? Yeah, it's happened because people are dumb. <clears throat> also, they they invoke the Twenty Fifth Amendment against the president. Yes, they which, do. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, what a quaint world where they can do that that quickly, mm-hmm. and then they give authority to like the head of the Secret Service. They give authority to Peter Stormare. <laughs> Peter Stormare, who's the head of the Secret Service. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if that's if, how they would do that for sure. What if that's written into the 25th Amendment? It's like you invoke like the 25th Amendment. Specifically Peter Stormare, yes. Yeah, that would be amazing. And you grant presidential powers to Peter Stormare. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Secret Service are both extremely powerful and really ineffective. Yeah, they're she gives a bunch them- of dumb shits. She gives him the slip in the hospital. Mm-hmm. She goes she at the end, she gives him the slip. And then at the very end, she's just hanging outside the NYPD. It's like, hey, what's up? Like the Secret Service really has to be better at this. Mm-hmm. They need um, they need to purge that entire roster and just hire all new people. Seriously. Peter Stormare needs to know. Yeah. And then I'm, Peter Stormare's the guy who like arrests the guy with the suitcase. What was that? So what was that? That was a red herring. Like, we were supposed to believe that Peter Stormare was the secret mole the whole time because he's kind of railroading Guy Pierce the whole movie. He's really gung-ho about keeping him in prison. Yeah. What I mean is, what was... what? Okay, so what what was was the suitcase? The suitcase was, like, whatever intel that the dude who gets killed in the beginning was Guy Pierce was... Trading. Was he a cop? He's uh, what the hell is he? He's like special forces or something. He's a CIA okay. operative. CIA. He's operative. a CIA, and he's working with the Secret Service at the end because Peter Stormare is Secret Service, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Okay. And then, oh, I love the line where someone's like, "No one told us about this." And they're like, "Yeah, that's what we they call a secret." Mm-hmm. 
It's like, ah, oh, Christ oh, movie. Yeah, spread that shit on a cracker. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. There's a part where they go to kill one of the guys and they do it on camera and the guy goes, Ugh, reality TV and walks away and is like, I don't, all right. Like, God damn, just stop. People can, like, not talk, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, they, not everybody just, needs to have a pity remark. Yeah, because they're just saying stuff. Because it, it's, it's really best if, like, only one character is doing that. Because <laughs> yeah, if every sure. character does that, it is exhausting. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so Guy Pierce is trying to weed out a mole, and then they think it's him because Peter Stormare sees him, see, thinks he sees him shoot uh, his partner. Yes. Uh, why is St- Peter Stormare, the Secret Service agent, involved? I don't Does know. I guess intel it, have to do with the president. It's like, uh, what is it about? It's like about the space program or some shit. I think it was like a joint operation, right? Okay. Between the CIA and the Secret Service, because they knew it was like a high-ranking person within, right, the government or within the the State Department doing espionage. So. It's exhausting. But yeah, Peter, basically Peter Stormare gets tricked by a mirror. Yeah, he does. <laughs> is, is, the, is the ultimate reveal is that yeah, he was looking he... At, a, at, at Guy Pierce's reflection in a mirror on the back of a door. So it looked like he killed the guy, but actually he was shooting someone else. Right. And then, and I guess the bad guy really had this one in the holster because there's that scene where... So then, yeah, where the president's daughter gets kidnapped and they walk in on the president and Stormare is like, we just got word the president's daughter has been kidnapped. We're going to send a team. And the other guy is like, but what if we do this instead? I believe it's Saul who does that. Mm -hmm. He immediately suggests it. Yeah. Having just learned that this is happening. Mm -hmm. Why would he do that to Guy Pierce if he knows that it would be bad for him? Because isn't it better to have Guy Pierce just in jail? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, because it seems like that's bad for him yeah. to send Guy Pierce, and he comes out with that the idea like really quickly in the scene. Like it's the first thing he says in the scene mm-hmm. after hearing about. So I just assumed it was like a plan. Maybe he was hoping Guy Pierce would get killed. I guess. So he wouldn't yeah. have to worry about that particular yeah, loose end I guess he's, anymore. He, yeah, he's worried because the suitcase is still up it's, in the air. It's still in play, yeah. And Guy Pierce's partner is the only person who knows where it is. Who they scrambled his brain. Yes. They yeah. probably shouldn't have done that to him. Yeah, probably not. To find out where the suitcase is. I mean, I, I think guess it he was... didn't want to know where the suitcase is because it, he thought it would incriminate him. But then it's actually in the, the lighter. Yes. No. Part of it is. Uh, the, Part of it, the because guy, they already... Yeah, he put like a microchip in the lighter uh, before he died and gave it to... But the, to Guy the microchip doesn't matter for the plot. Yeah, no, I don't... It, I, I see, I've even ca- lost track he, of what it is. He catches Saul. He catches Saul by giving up, show, being like, we found the suitcase mm-hmm. and putting it down and then Saul opens it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, how did you know the combination? Yep. But did they not have anything else on him in that moment? No. Because, okay, so that's interesting because that means Guy Pierce in that moment is still like a prisoner? I guess. Right? I don't know. <laughs> and it's weird because he's like, bring it in, guard, and stuff like that. But like, if he's still a prisoner, he's like presenting the suitcase to Saul like he's not a prisoner. 
they're debriefing him. Yeah, okay. And oh, and then Peter Stormare is in the room. So mm-hmm. he clearly talked to Peter Stormare, but how did he find how did he figure it out? I don't know. Oh, no, I I think I know cuz the um president's daughter went into the room and saw the mirror. Mhm. And probably went to Peter Stormare. The president's well, she daughter Well, she also she also gets the briefcase, doesn't she? Yeah, she broke out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. She gets she she goes to the she goes and gets the briefcase. Then she goes to the hotel room um, while still at large, the Secret Service looking for him. Her, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, she finds the mirror. That apparently, Peter Stormare never went in that room. <laughs> apparently not. Apparently, nobody investigated the room. Yeah, yeah, and saw that there was a mirror. So she was the first person to go in that room, see that there's a mirror, and then she went to Peter Stormare and was like, "It was a mirror." Mm-hmm. And then I assume he went to that room to make sure. Here's the briefcase. Yeah. He got back on the roof and like looked it up, looked, mm-hmm. like lined it up and was like, oh, and then he went to Guy Pierce and it was like, it was a reflection. So that still, the person's still at large and Guy Pierce was like, so here's what we do. I think it's Saul for some reason. We bring, we present him with the briefcase. If he can open it, it's him. Mm-hmm. And based on that, they put him to jail. And he burns him to make him a snitch. <laughs> and then at the and then at the end he finds the lighter with the chip and he's like, Oh, that son of a bitch. And yeah, it's like the walks same off. lighter he's had the whole movie, yeah. Yeah, but that chip is not has not been in play. Not really. It's it's what they, we thought was inside the briefcase. It was a mis- right. it was a misdirect. Like that's the right. actual information. There was nothing in the briefcase. That's that's all. Right. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I assume that. It's just funny that they were able to implicate the other guy without anything in the briefcase. It, it, it's a classic. Which was empty. Right. Again, it's, it's too many layers where they're like, it was with him the whole time. And it's like, stop trying to add twists. Well, and it's, yeah, it's also a classic. We didn't figure out a way to write this. So we'll just have the villain admit to implicate. it. Like, yeah. Right, yeah, because we always we've talked about this a lot. Where like somebody will present this piece of information that could be in- incriminating, but all the bad guy needs to do is deny it. Yeah, but so often they'll just be like, "Well, I was just gonna walk out, but now that you pushed me and they pull out a gun or something, like it's yeah, such and a trope." Now I'm gonna take out my gun. Yeah, like, blam, blam. Oh, saved you. Yeah, like all, like all Saul needed to say, he could have just been like, "No, man, the lock was broken. I don't know. It just popped open." Like, what are yeah. you talking about? Or it could be like, I tried zero, 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 zero. Yeah. That's usually what it starts with. Mm-hmm. Like, they, sometimes they don't change it. Um, yeah, it's just they tried to add so much uh, to make it clever and instead made it, like, weird and muddled. And if you take those things away, it's Escape from New York. It feels it feels like that's what's happening here. Yeah. Is they... Maybe they realized that they were making Escape from New York, so they're like, like oh, we got, more plot. We gotta glue a bunch of mustaches to this thing. <laughs> Just we're gonna get sued. Yeah, and they did anyway. Because yeah. the data stuff is also very Escape from New York or Escape from L.A. Because for people who don't know, Escape from L.A., the president's daughter is not kidnapped. She goes with a revolutionary, mm-hmm. um, Cuervo Jones, and... <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, and Snake Plissken has to bring her back, and then in Escape from uh, New York, uh, it's a prison. They're both kind of prisons. They're, they both uh, are. And prisons. he has to, yeah, he has to save the president. Mm. And there's always like a data chip or like it's a, a cassette. It's tape. a cassette tape in the first one that has yeah. like clean energy, and the second one is like it's a weapon that 
sends an EMP that destroys yeah. all technology. Snake Plissken is uh, a villain. He like, is well, the villain of yeah, those I films. Get, I know where I know where he's I, coming from. The I first get it. Time, We've talked about it. Yeah, the first time with the clean energy, I'm a little like, ah, uh, Snake. No, ah, uh, you. Okay, okay. Uh, but the <laughs> the second one, I get it because after all that, he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, fuck make this. everything mm-hmm. uh, like a like New York or LA. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna go live yeah. in Wyoming. Yeah, fucking yeah, snake. Very libertarian films. Very libertarian. <laughs> yeah, that is that is Kurt Russell yeah. and John Carpenter showing their entire asses. Yeah, are those movies? Fucking Christ! But uh, yeah, there's there's just interesting layers to those movies. Um, it, with characters and shit like that. Like well, yeah, I would argue created, that created they, by the fact that the premise is so simple. Yeah, uh, they do stuff with the villain because the villain you could argue is the government, but then the uh, the the main villain um, is you think Kurt Russell's going to kill him, but no, it's the president. Shot the by, president. Yeah, he gets shot by Donald Pleasance. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, shoots Isaac Hayes. Yeah, it's it's shit like that where it's like yeah, this is just. The stuff in this movie in Lockout, I've just seen a higher quality version, which yeah. isn't doesn't mean this can't be enjoyed. No, I I I mean obviously I, I get less and less out of it each time I watch it, but yeah, I do. I like Guy <laughs> Pierce a lot, just in yeah. general, and he's he's he is Guy piercing it up in this movie. All right. So yeah. if that if that appeals to you, yeah. But man, it really yeah it, every. When he punches her to make her look more like the prisoners, it was like, uh, movie, you didn't earn enough goodwill with me. Like, it's just, I, like, you can't, I, you're not making me like this character. <laughs> like, it's very uh, hard yeah. to like this yeah. character. He, uh, like, again, he's not clever enough. Uh, he's just, it, it's Guy, Guy Pierce, um, excellent. He should be in more movies where he plays like a tough guy. Mm-hmm. But, the the writing of this it was just like i can't yes. I, I just <laughs> this didn't do anyone any favors yeah least least of all everyone who got sued yeah um man yeah it's whatever man i don't know it's 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 i would i would i would classify this as mediocre oh yeah no i think yeah. i think it's like metacritic is like a, right at like 50 percent yeah yeah this is a solid like 40 yeah. percent uh 40 to 50 that checks out i i can see i think my dad told me about this movie i think he watched it a while ago mm-hmm. and he was just like yeah it was a bad movie but i enjoyed watching it and it's like yeah that seems to be what the most good people say about this movie which is like yeah it's not great <laughs> but it was fun and it's like all right that's fair you know <laughs> i don't know it uh this is a bit i'm I'm reading about the legal action and this is kind of if you feel bad about luke Besson, his involvement in this film this will lessen I mean, that. This will lessen that somewhat. I mean, even though his, oh, you his, mean like feel bad about the fact that he's involved, right? Yeah, like if you have an aversion to watching this movie because Luke Besson's involved. One, he's barely involved. But okay. Um. So Carpenter sued in 2015. Uh, he got twenty thousand euros. Nick Castle got ten thousand euros. Um, Deborah Hill, I think, is the other credited screenwriter. But I no, oh, yeah, yeah, she's been dead for a while. That's why she didn't get any money. Um, That's fair. MGM got some euros and then like Bassan tried to appeal apparently. And after his appeal was rejected, the damages were increased to, uh, 450,000 euros. 
So where he tried to appeal and they're like, no. And you know what? Now it's Give ha- us more money. Now it's half a million, you piece of shit. <laughs> wow. No, no. I'm I'm glad that he got punished. Yeah. For this. Because I assume, again, it's it's based on an original idea is how they credit it. Uh, yeah. And he is, he is, he is not a good person. Uh, so it's like, I, I guess, I, I don't know. I was hoping he'd be involved enough to be punished for it. Uh, I guess he's, his, his money was involved cause he's the one that it's, <laughs> yeah. it's nice to watch pay, a movie. <laughs> it's nice to watch a movie and think like someone should be punished <laughs> and learn that that's actually the case. Someone was punished. Somebody was indeed punished for a yeah, while. There's been many movies where I'm like, can someone go to jail for this? Can someone pay a fine for how fucking derivative this thing is? And this is the first time they're like, you know what? Yeah. Can, you have to you can, can we send can a, we send those super fast guys to jail? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you sir had such an unoriginal thought that we're gonna need some of your money. Yeah. And the 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 gall to give yeah. yourself the credit based on an original idea. It's incredible. You son of a bitch. What was the original idea? A Holy dude, shit. A fucking yeah. It's the original idea was just the plot summary of Escape from New York. Yeah. Badass Plus, gets sent into prison to rescue president's daughter. Yeah. Oh my god, we haven't talked about uh the Torsen. What? The torsen? That's what they call it, or torsion? Uh, it's the giant weed grinder. Oh. That he has to fly across? Yes. What is that? Why was that there? I don't know, man. It's a fucking set piece. It's a piece. set piece. They it's all, a terrible they, set piece. They all have them. I mean, it's like... Yeah, it's, but this one was real bad. It's their version of John McClane falling down the elevator shaft. Yes. Or not the elevator yeah. shaft, the, uh, the air duct shaft. Right. The difference is that the air duct shaft, still while comically too large, mm-hmm. at least felt like it could have existed. Yeah. This was just, my God. What What is this? What is it, the air? Is yeah. it like pushing the air? I guess so, yeah. All right. Through like a weed grinder, through blades? Sure. It's And then it like pushes just enough. They're like, it should be enough for you to glide across. And it's like, do you know how much he weighs versus how much it's like pushing out how much Have force that thing is that? generated i don't know man that was oh man that was a real bummer because <laughs> it was watching all this money on screen and yeah. being like oh for this yeah it's the clearly they spent a lot of effects budget on that sequence yeah um huh. i got i got nothing else <laughs> no i think we're all set <laughs> okay we're all set here we're all set i don't yeah, I get. I want to say I'm not mad at this movie, but I mean, no, I I don't know. It's just yeah, uh, I'm not. Like I said, I I'm, I've I've seen it a bunch. I tend to enjoy watching it. Uh, it's a fine sure. action movie. It's just derivative to the point of being illegally so. Yeah, <laughs> I would say I would push back on it's a fine action movie because like that's true. Like yeah, the, the part where they not, parachute, yeah. like it's not very. They have these action pieces where it's like, oh, he has to get out of that thing and then pull her parachute or get her out. And mm-hmm. then it happens so fast that I like m- barely saw it, like almost missed it. Mm-hmm. It would be like, man, you really got to stretch these moments out, but you just, you're on a green screen and you don't have 
the budget. Yeah, exactly. If they hold too long, it's going to start to look bad. Yeah. <laughs> it looks worse the longer it's on screen. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. That's it. That's a sode. That's it. We That's fucking a sode. did it. That's a lockout, uh, th- baby. <laughs> Thanks to Joshua Graves. Thank yeah. you very much uh for giving us a list of movies and this is the one we picked Mm -hmm. it sure is uh this was done through our patreon Mm -hmm. if you're interested you can go to www dot oh should i do the https you guys probably know that Uh, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed you can find exclusive podcasts on there like tom and jeff watch batman and Fox Mulder is a maniac for five dollars mm-hmm. a month. You get both of those a week. Oh yeah, we're about to launch into an epic couple yeah. of weeks on Tom and Jeff Watch Batman. You sure fucking are. Yeah, we are. Gee, I wonder if anything relevant came out to came Tom out and Jeff today? Watch Batman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as as this this is released. Yeah. So fucking keep your goddamn ears peeled for mm-hmm. that 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 fucking bullshit that's about to drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also we watch movies with our patrons every friday night that's tomorrow yeah tomorrow night uh god uh, like what who knows what we'll watch maybe we'll watch are we gonna we're probably not gonna watch a four hour long movie oh no 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 no. you're not gonna want to watch that more than once no and also i can't recommend watching it in a single sitting <laughs> yeah i'm sure it takes a lot out of you fatigue really sets in um yeah, we also have a store, tpublic.com slash store slash Gameplay Unemployed. We get t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of stuff. So please check that out if you would. Yeah. And leave us a review, you yeah. sons of bitches. Oh, and I guess happy St. Patrick's Day. No. That was today? No. Okay. <laughs> that no, was yesterday. Fair. The moment has passed. Okay. It was yesterday. Hap- Wait, no, but that's when we're when we're recording. When it's, we're recording, yes. But when they're they're all going to be like hungover. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We so, could make a bunch uh, of loud noises right at the end if you guys want. Yeah, people love loud noises mm-hmm. in podcasts. We grind some metal across some gravel. Yeah, we should introduce our new our new <laughs> podcast series. It's going to be called Pet Startler. Yeah, where we startle pets. Yep, <laughs> dolphin slaughter. It's just the sounds of. <laughs> Of dolphins being chopped to pieces, mm. just just screaming into the ocean. Go to sleep to some dolphin yep. slaughter. Never accepting it. No. Um, why would they? Well, why would? Yeah, no. It's just it's just not gonna happen until it suddenly does. <laughs> <laughs>